Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. I'm Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Together, we're the founders of Good Egg Investments and creators of the Real Estate Accelerator. We help real estate investors and syndicators build their brands, find the right investors for their deals, and scale their businesses so they can do more and bigger deals. We believe that everyone has the power to make an impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify our impact together. We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to this episode of Real Estate Syndication Spotlight, where we talk to folks about uh, how they use real estate syndication in their lives to improve their income and help others. Today, we are speaking with Duke Ong. He is uh, he is behind the Cash Flow Project podcast, and also he is with Tri City Equity Group. So, welcome to the show, Duke. All right, thanks for having me. We're glad to have you here. So uh, why don't you start off uh, just a little bit by telling us about um, <laughs> telling us your story. How did you get into real estate? And specifically, how did you get into real estate syndication? Well, I started in 2008. I took over my family's single family in Anaheim, California. Uh, they ran into some financial issues. And so I had to come in and take over the title and the mortgage. And they've been renting for me ever since. And since then, uh, the market has gone up quite a bit. And so I was able to pull equity out from that house to then invest in a small multifamily. So I started with a three unit in Indianapolis with a partner. And then I also went into the Pittsburgh market. I uh, started with a single family there. I got another 10 unit and another single family and then a four unit with a third partner there. And then uh, we... Uh, with another group, I went to the Saginaw, Michigan market. Um, we did a JV with three other partners um, who formed Tri-City Equity Group. Uh, we did a 52 unit there as a JV. And then after that, uh, we started the syndications uh, with a 48 unit in El Paso. Uh, and then since then, we bought another 58 unit as syndication, a 72 unit uh, in Salem, Virginia another 22 unit as a JV in Saginaw. And then our latest one was a 48 unit also in El Paso. Okay. So, uh, wow. <laughs> so you're, you're kind of all over the place. So when you're trying to figure out where to buy these properties and add them to your portfolio, um, how, how do you decide on that? How do you decide on where to go and what cities, what cities to to get into. So I, I noticed that these, these aren't like massive cities. They aren't like super cities. They aren't like, um, you know, really coastal cities. I mean, we're talking about like Pittsburgh, El Paso. So, um, so how do you decide on those cities to go into and make your investments? Well, it's just based on the numbers. Um, so we do our market analysis and, uh, we are value add investors. So we're always looking for an opportunity to 
add value somehow, um, either by decreasing expenses or uh, increasing revenue, uh, by bringing, bringing rents up to market um, and other strategies like uh, rubs and that kind of thing. Um, but also we're looking for uh, markets that aren't already overheated uh, with too much competition. So that's kind of part of it. Um, and the reason that we got into Saginaw in the first place was because my partner, Vince, uh, his wife is from there and uh, he actually just moved back there recently. Um, so he has the connections there. Um, and for El Paso, uh, I just like Texas, uh, the fundamentals there are good and it's not quite like Dallas or Houston. So it has uh, a little bit more potential for um, growth. Very nice. So, so as you're kind of looking, you, you are looking at like, okay, so where can we have a place that's kind of um, starting to see some growth, but isn't already like there, isn't already, like you said, overheated. Yeah, we're looking for stuff that's under the radar and uh, yeah. not as uh, heated as other markets. Yeah. So what kind of makes you get into you know, real estate investing? I mean, you mentioned that your family, uh, you kind of took it over from your, your family. Your family needed that help and you kind of got into it. Uh, but what kind of prompted you to expand that? I mean, why not just stick, why not just stop with one, you know, just helping your family and, um, and just having them be your renters? Like what prompted you to, to kind of expand that and take that money out and buy that first multifamily and kind of move forward? Like what was that driving force? Um, ultimately, it's to reach financial freedom. Um, I like to be able to determine my own schedule. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, uh, my ultimate why is to start a nonprofit to help entrepreneurs in third world countries and other areas that are less developed and to provide opportunity um, and not just give them money, but um, teach them business skills and all the things that I've learned uh, to help them kind of uh, help themselves and then ultimately help those communities. Um, because I moved here well, to California um, from Vietnam. Uh, and so I'm aware of the different levels of poverty um, in third world countries like Vietnam. Um, so ultimately, I'd like to be able to give back and, and help uh, those other areas. Yeah. So when you moved here to the U.S., when you and your family, uh, like how long ago did you move here? Um, did you move here with your family? Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I moved with my family um, to Southern California um, when I was uh, eight, so that was a while ago. Um, and then uh, since then, I moved to Hawaii, so I'm currently based in Honolulu uh, about 17 years ago. Oh, nice. Okay. Very cool. And so um, now you talk about, you know, one of your goals here is to be able to do a foundation, be able to give back to the community. So um, in the meantime, what are some other ways that you like to try and make a difference and help people through what you're doing? Are there some things you're doing right now? Have you already started your nonprofit? Uh, what are you doing right now to kind of um, start working toward that goal? Well, I haven't started a nonprofit yet. Um, that's in the works. Um, but I currently try to give back through education. Um, so we have a monthly virtual meetup uh, called Honolulu Multifamily and More. Um, and we always try to provide um, education and guidance to other investors um, and networking opportunities as well. Um, and I'm always trying to network with other investors and give value as much as I can uh, based on what I know. 
Yeah, very cool. So with this this meetup that you sponsor, is that something that you think is valuable for other people who are interested in real estate investing to like start in their own areas or maybe work toward um, if they want to build up their own stuff? Does it make sense for them to um, to use kind of a meetup format in order to do that? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. I would highly encourage that um, because by having a meetup, putting yourself out there and you're also kind of the brand behind it. And right. so opportunities come, uh, investors, uh, can be found through those meetups and, uh, partners as well. So yeah, I would highly recommend starting a meetup if, uh, there isn't one already. And in Hawaii, there's, there's a bunch of real estate meetups, but, uh, there wasn't any multifamily specific one, which is oh, why, okay. uh, we started our multifamily, uh, meetup. Okay. Very cool. Now you you do specialize in multifamily and you specialize in uh, several different cities across the United States. Um, so how is it that um, like when you when you get investors, like what kind of results do they expect to see from you? Well, we usually try to target a two x equity multiple uh, mm-hmm. over the course of five years. Um, that's kind of our standard um, criteria for doing a deal. Um, yeah, so our first syndication, the 48 unit, uh, that closed about a year ago. So it's still, but, uh, still early in the process of stabilization. Uh, we are actually adding two more units, um, to the office. So we're converting the office into two more units. So that will become a 50 unit hopefully soon. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like mm-hmm. our signature move is we, uh, employ technology to eliminate certain things that are not so necessary like offices um, in these smaller uh, deals. Uh, and then that way we can then turn the office into revenue gener- generating units. Okay, very nice. So that's that's kind of like a little twist that you put on there um, and something that like your investors can kind of expect expect to see, I, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're pretty much doing that on all of our deals. Like any like unused space or uh, offices or community centers, uh, we try to figure out a way to turn that into a, a revenue generating unit. Okay, so um, now you mentioned that you are in Honolulu, but all of your uh, but all of your kind of properties are not. Um, so, uh, like, how does that work? How do you? What kind of tools do you use to kind of manage all of that and make sure that you can stay on top of the situation as as you go forward? Well, we have uh, weekly meetings uh, with our team. Um, so we used to be all based in Honolulu or Oahu, but uh, since then, two of our partners, Matt and Vince, have moved to the mainland. So Matt's now in North Carolina and Vince is in Michigan. Um, and we have uh, weekly meetings with our property managers uh, for each of the assets. Uh, we use various tools like Slack and Asana uh, and Google Drive to kind of keep everybody on the same page. Um, and it's just a matter of having the systems and processes dialed in. And we're always trying to improve that, but uh, it's critical to kind of keep everybody accountable uh, to all the processes. So, yeah. Now you mentioned that you have two partners, um, when you are working on real estate deals and you're trying to figure out like which ones to bring in and how to, um, make it all work. Uh, how do you choose your partners? Like, how did you decide on your two partners, uh, in 
Price City Equity Group, how did you decide on getting those partners and what makes them good partners? Well, we actually have a, a fourth partner, uh, Steve, who's uh, still on islands uh, on Oahu. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so I met Vince by representing him as his realtor uh, in uh, when he bought a home uh, on Oahu, uh, when he moved here uh, about four years ago. Uh, I'm, I'm also a residential realtor on Oahu. Um, so yeah, so that's that connection. And then he met the other partners through uh, real estate meetups. Um, and once we got to talking about investing and uh, identified certain skill sets, uh, it kind of just fell in place that uh, we would work well together. And yeah, so we each kind of specialize in certain uh, roles. So uh, for example, Vince is kind of the main operations lead. Um, so he handles kind of the, the asset management, uh, the liaison with the property managers, that kind of day-to-day type uh, activities. And I handle more of the investor relations, uh, the marketing, um, the finance side, um, and uh, that, that kind of stuff. So I guess when you're like looking for partners and stuff, I mean, you mentioned, you know, having these different roles and having different strengths. So being able to identify people who have complementary skills is probably really important as you're going out and looking for these deals. Yeah, definitely. Um, because you don't want to be the same person. Like right. <laughs> even if you like each other and can work well together, you want to make sure that uh, each person brings to the table a uh, different strength. So that way the team can flourish. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so as um, as you're kind of moving forward with all of this, um, you did start uh, a a podcast called the Cash Flow Project. So, what are some of the things uh, that you talk about there and talk about when it comes to kind of generating that cash flow and finding ways to generate cash flow? Oh well, so. The podcast um, kind of comes out of uh, trying to provide more value to our community of investors. Mm-hmm. Um, first through educational uh, series, uh, which is kind of like our first 10 episodes or so. Uh, and then it's mostly interviews with uh, syndicators, multifamily investors, vendors in the multifamily space uh, to try to um, provide more knowledge and awareness of uh, the space. And uh, I found that it's uh, been really helpful to uh, not only help our brand, but uh, to be able to educate uh, new investors uh, in the space of syndication. Yeah, very cool. So why do you think it's important to help with that education piece, especially with new investors? Why do you think that education piece is is so important? Well, for uh, real estate investors who aren't familiar with syndications, it can seem pretty complex and there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, so that's part of our mission with the podcast is to try to demystify that and uh, make it more simple and understandable. Um, but also, I think that through proper education and preparation, you can make the best possible decision. So that's what we like to do is to provide as much uh, of knowledge and education as we can uh, so that you know, potential investors could find out more about the benefits of multifamily uh, and then potentially uh, look into investing later on. Yeah. So now when you're working with investors, um, what kinds of people are you looking for as your investors? So, um, 
you know, what, what kind of qualities are you looking for in people who are going to invest with you? Uh, we mainly work with busy professionals, uh, people who mm-hmm. probably have more money than time. Uh, mm-hmm. And in Hawaii, especially, there are a lot of people with a lot of equity uh, that have very low return on their equity. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one thing that I try to uh, help make more clear for investors is that uh, some sometimes there's investors that have a bunch of equity locked up in their primary residence and they're not able to earn a return on that. So for example, one method is to pull a HELOC uh, right. and then, then use that uh, proceeds to invest and earn a higher return and then arbitrage the difference. Um, in Hawaii, especially uh, the local banks here give amazing intro rates uh, for example, I just got a, a two-year uh, HELOC for 1.5%. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I try to, like, help others kind of understand that uh, that concept of uh, return on equity um, in order to optimize every dollar that they can uh, they have access to. Right. So now when you are doing that HELOC, though, I mean, you do want to make sure, right, that you're getting those returns back so that they can then be able to pay back the HELOC. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So and is that kind of uh, what you kind of aim for when you're talking about, you know, getting those returns for your investors and the things that your investors uh, expect? Uh, They definitely want to make sure that they're going to be able to, like, make those payments and move forward. Yeah, yeah, we we definitely try to structure it so that uh, they are able to uh, service that HELOC debt if if they did take that HELOC out. Okay, very nice. And so, um, so uh, just kind of wrapping up here a little bit, um, could you just tell us um, just a little bit more about where people can learn more about you and connect with you? Also, well, uh, as you mentioned, we have the Cashflow Project podcast. Uh, so it's a weekly podcast for people seeking financial freedom through multifamily. Uh, I also wrote a small ebook that uh, you can download for free on tricityequity.com. Uh, it's about passive investing in multifamily. And uh, we also have that Facebook group, uh, Honolulu Multifamily and More. Um, so please check that out to find out our next monthly meetup. And you can reach me at Duke. Dot ong, so it's D-U-C dot O-N-G at tricityequity.com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Duke. Again, that's uh, Duke Ong. He is with uh, Tri-City Equity, Tri-City Equity Group. He is also with the Cashflow Project podcast. So go ahead and check both of those things out. Uh, make sure you download that free ebook and uh, don't forget to uh, connect with him on Facebook, especially if you are in the Honolulu area. So once again, thank you so much, Duke, for joining us. Um, and thank you, the rest of you for listening to us and make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss uh, our next interview. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com and please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you. And if you got something out of this episode, we'd love it if you could subscribe to this show and give us a rating and review. We promise to read your feedback and take action to continue to make this show even better and more valuable for the real estate syndication community. 
My name is Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight community. 